Well, hello everybody. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. You know, part of that family life might be having family devotions. And we've talked about some of the reasons you ought to do it and some of the reasons you might be struggling with it. And how to overcome them. But let, let's let's say, okay, what what do you want to put on on the list? What's your agenda? How do you how do you want to structure this in your family? Well, what does it look like? Because, honey, there are people uh, listening who didn't grow up in Christian families. Right. They've never seen this happen. Well, and a majority of Christian families, so many Christian families don't have devotions. It's, you yeah. know, that's so, probably more people have experience of not having devotions. Than yes. So let's talk about what kind of things might you include <clears throat> in your family devotions? Well, okay. I would think you you primarily, absolutely, you've got to have the Bible. Yeah. You need to have some time in prayer. Um, there's other things. W- worship and song is good to add oh, in yeah. there. Um, um, some memory work, learning learning Bible passages or verses, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe a catechism. Yeah. You know, does it have, do you have to do everything every time? No. And that's an important thing because, you know, if you got little, you got little kids and no older kids, you're going to want to keep things kind of quick moving and simple so that they can comprehend it and concentrate for that time. Whereas if you've got older kids, maybe you do more, maybe you, you take a little bit more ambitious approach. And so it's just something you have to figure out for your own particular family in that stage of life. So let's talk about some of those different things and what they might look like themselves. Uh, like what about worship and song? Okay. Well, we talked about what if you don't, if you're not comfortable singing, we talked about that in the last episode, but you know, what kind of things might you include? Well, okay. Um, you know what? You could talk about the songs that you sing in your own church. You can, you can make notes of what you sing each week and go home and, and sing those hymns well, uh, I, at know, home. And our church usually sends out a list of the hymns that they're going to be talking about that week. So you're going to be using the next week. And you so you can practice can ahead of time. For them. Yeah. yeah. So your family can sing out. So you could do that. Uh, maybe you've got particular hymns and songs that were your favorites uh, when you were a younger believer. Then you want to songs pass those that impacted along. you. Yeah. Be sure to share those with your kids. Uh-huh. One of the things that we've done that has been a real blessing is what we call the hymn of the week. And uh-huh. that's where we pick a hymn. Right. And the, on Monday, we'll sing every verse of that hymn, maybe tell a little bit of the history of it or why it's important. Well, that's the thing. All week long, we sing that whole hymn, every verse, every day. Yes. But like the first day, we'll, we'll explain the first verse. Yes. The second day, we explain the second verse and so on. Yes, because five verses is pretty typical for a hymn. And every day, you sing all the verses. So by the end of the week, your kids sung that entire hymn. Five times. Right. And that is a great way for your kids to learn hymns. And more than that, to mm-hmm. truly worship because they know what they're singing and well, they understand it. Well, you know, because what Paul says in there is that we should let the word of Christ dwell in us richly with all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so, you know what? Our hymn singing is something that should be instruction and encouragement, teaching and admonishment. So we need to be thinking and singing with our heads as well as with our hearts. Now, if you're wondering, what does that look like? We have a resource actually on our site at RaisingRomen.com. Uh-huh. Right. Just hit the shop and it's yeah. called Christ-Centered Advent. There's two volumes. Yeah. We hope to have a volume about Easter out soon that will lead you through with using Christmas carols, what uh-huh. that looks like to draw what everything that you can out of that passage. That's right. Out of that verse. You know, a really good resource. If there's hymns that you... 
you remember from your childhood, but you can't find it in, in your reference books. Or you at home, can't remember or, quite how it goes. Or you can't remember the tune. There's a resource called Hymnary, hymnary.org, which is a fantastic online hymn book. And you'll put a link to that, right? Yeah, we'll put that in okay. the show notes. Yeah. Well, you know, what about memory work, Hal? I know a lot of people really focus on that. Some people ignore it entirely. Uh-huh. Um, we've done better at some times than others. Um, yeah. You know, one thing to think about is whether it's better to memorize individual verses or to memorize passages. Uh, and I don't think there's a right answer to that because sometimes there's a single verse that you say, this is, boom, you need to, this is a verse that you need to remember. And other times there's two or three or four verses in a sequence that kind of carry a whole thought. And it actually gets kind of easier to memorize, oddly enough, four or five verses that are together and part of one thought than it is one verse here and one verse there and one verse there. Yeah. Yeah, because often once you start, like, who couldn't start with the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want? Yeah. We all start immediately going there in our heads. Right. And so, you know, it's helpful, I think, to help us remember the rest of it. And that brings up, we need to teach our kids those classic passages that they're going to be wanting to refer to all their lives. Yeah, and, and there's things, you, you can just start building a list, you know, yourself. You know, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, that Genesis 1-1, that's a foundational verse. You know, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should, should have eternal life. You know, it, John 3.16 is a foundational verse. And there's a bunch of those passages that every Christian should know, just internally yes okay and so those are great things to talk about now one thing that's a useful tool is a catechism okay some people say well i just believe the bible i know we believe the bible too but a catechism is a way to help organize our thinking about what the bible teaches all together because you know there's passages there are concepts which are important like the trinity yeah which is hard to say and here's the proof text right there but rather to say you know all the scriptures contribute to give a full picture of who yeah. Christ is, who we are, what our great need is, what a great gospel is presented to us. And a catechism is a question-answer type of format to help our children learn to think in an orderly way. Yeah, and it can, and that can give them that knowledge of theology they're going to learn to deal with people who are t- teaching wrong theology uh-huh. as they go through their lives. Right. You know, and I love the I love the catechism for boys and girls. That's the one we used. Uh, it's a Baptist yeah. catechism. Yeah. And it's like it starts out, "Who made you? God made me. What else did God make? God made all things. Why did God make you in all things? For His own glory. It's <laughs> usually said simple. by the little kids for His own glowy. Glowy. Yeah. That's so. Cute. Yeah, that's a very simple thing, but you know, it it does lay a groundwork there to, to keep us in, in remembrance. So. Now, before we talk about prayer and Bible reading, let's hear from our sponsor. Okay. Looking for a Bible to encourage the girl in your life? The NIV Kingdom Girls Bible is a beautiful new Bible that will inspire girls ages 8 to 12. It contains 400 features and colorful illustrations and highlights famous and sometimes infamous women of the Bible. Special notes will encourage girls to apply Bible passages to their lives through prayer, art, and activities. Go to NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com for a free sample and to learn more about this amazing Bible. Visit NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com today.
All right, so we're talking about family devotions and what you know. What are some components of your your daily devotions with your family might look like? Um, prayer. Prayer is an important one, and I think it's really important to hear what our kids want us to pray about. You know, I, I remember when our uh, oldest yeah. went away to college, right? And his little sister was maybe four. Yeah. And I remember we would I'd say, "What do y'all want to pray about today?" Yeah. And she'd say. Can we pray that God will let John Calvin come home forever? She felt like we'd send him to prison or something. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it made me realize she yeah. was lonely for him, and I would call him and let her, let her talk to him. And but you know, you get to hear your kids' hearts when you ask them, "What do you want to pray about today?" And you know what? It's it's important that our kids hear our prayer needs as well. You know that we're concerned about. A situation at work, or that was a situation in the church, or that we have a you know financial issue that we're concerned about, or, or just we're going to be busy and we need energy. <laughs> you know, they need to know that we depend on the Lord and we seek provision from the Lord. As an example, that they should do the same. We need to lead our kids in prayer. Sometimes uh-huh. we need to ask our kids to pray too. Mm-hmm. You know, because we want them to be comfortable praying in front of their families. Uh-huh. And you learn that when you're little and your mom says, what do you want to pray about? Let me help you pray. Uh And we've had kids that were resistant because they felt embarrassed, but we help them gently and lovingly help them learn to pray. And if you feel awkward about praying in front of other people, you and your kids can learn together. So, okay, foundations. Let's talk about Bible reading and the Bible study. You know what? Here's the thing. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be really sharp and snazzy and a production or anything. Your it's kids just don't a, need a Bible degree. No, no, they don't. They don't need a, a full stage presentation either. They need somebody that will read the scriptures and, and explain them, you know, yeah. and help them to remember how one passage may relate to another one or, or one thought may relate to another. Uh, you know, what we found very effective is just to pick a book. Yeah. Just pick one book of the Bible and start We tend there. to alternate New Testament, Old Testament. Yeah, and, and then just read... Just read straight through there, you know, Genesis or Matthew or whatever, and just read a, a thought. It doesn't matter. Enough to make a complete thought. And that might, in some cases, some of Paul's, some of Paul's verses are very long. Yeah. It might be a verse. It uh, might be, a. it's often a paragraph. It might be a whole chapter. Some yeah. Some of the historical books, for example. So, but, you know, just read a part and then talk about it. Talk you about know, it. Say, you, know, you don't have to preach a sermon. Mm-mm. You can discuss it as a family. You can mention some things that you notice in it or that you found applicable to your life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big deal. That's right. You know, don't be afraid of it. It's something that you're just opening up with your children. And God will help you to understand and God will help you to communicate. And he will help them to understand and and to take the instruction too. So we trust God with that. We just try to be faithful in our part of it. Absolutely. You know, here's the thing. We got to remember this. Deuteronomy chapter 6 God said through Moses, these words which I command you today shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You know what? That's all day long. You know, your your family's devotional life is not 15 minutes in the morning. It's it's all day long. And so as you have opportunity to say, hey, you know, the Bible tells us we need to behave in a certain way. Maybe you weren't behaving that way. Or maybe you need to say, this thing you heard about in the news, you know, the scriptures tell us about this. Or, you know, whatever you find in life that that points you back to the Lord and to his word, 
you bring it up. You talk about it with your kids. That's how you have this sort of sit in your house and walk by the way and lie down and rise up kind of daily devotion. Because Christianity is more than about Sunday morning. It is. And you know what? Um, we really have to focus on one thing, recognizing that as we are discipling our children, they are going to receive our teaching when there is a relationship that underlies That's it. Right. When they know that we love them and we trust them and that we we respect them and we expect them to respect us. We have a mutual kind of thing there. That sort of relationship primes them to yeah. hear what we have to say. And so we need to recognize as our kids are going through life that we need to always be cultivating that sort of trust and love with our yeah. children, both for their spiritual development and for our family. Because when they leave home, that's what you're going to care about. You're going to not math or spelling or how clean your house was. Yeah. You're going to care about discipleship and relationship, their relationship with God yeah. and their relationship with you. You know, a survey several years ago of 10,000 millennial adults that were raised in the church as children, um, they they looked at the ones who continued in the faith when they made their own decisions afterwards. And they, they found that the one thing that correlated for all of them was a strong relationship with a believing parent, okay? That it is important that, that they have that relationship, not just that they be exposed to the faith, but they be exposed to it in the context of a loving relationship with, with within their family. And so we want to encourage you to do both those things, to, to teach them and to love them. Because you know what? You can't save your kids. Only God can do that. But you can make sure you have a good relationship with your kids. You can make sure you're teaching them the Word of God. So... Love your kids, work on your relationship, and have family devotions. Okay, look, we appreciate you joining us. And if you didn't see the first episode, go back to the first episode. We talked about some of the some of the struggles because those are real. But we also have some hope that we can offer you there. And come check out our family devotional resources uh -huh. at raisingrealmen.com slash shop. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see them, some of them based around holidays, which makes it easy to plan a short time to focus on this. Right. All okay. right, y'all. So look. We appreciate you joining us and hope that you'll join us again as we take biblical principles into the 21st century family. Until then, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining. Bye, y'all. Bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E. Dot com or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Alan Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.